you have fully vacant units on your property that you have mothballed until next semester? If you do, I bet you've thought to yourself, we should list those on Airbnb for game day weekends or for parents visiting their kids. Maybe you're in a college town like Austin or Raleigh or Tallahassee and your city has large festivals and not enough hotel rooms. You know you could lease those units on a nightly or a weekly basis. Providing short-term rentals on platforms like Airbnb can provide a great source of ancillary income, but it takes some, uh, all right, excuse me, it takes a lot of organization. There's the additional setup of providing linens and coffee makers and all the little things that a short-term tenant will expect. Then there's the regulatory and tax issues that could require additional work. More importantly, there's the time and labor to market on all the multiple platforms, handle the reservations and cancellations, the cleaning, and then there's the bookkeeping. All of this turns into a big distraction from the main job at hand, which is operating and leasing your property. That's where Vector Travel comes in. These guys know the short-term rental industry and they know how to relieve all of those burdens from the property manager. And best of all, they've become experts in how to do that with student properties. They understand the complexity of mixing travelers with college students. They know it so well, they can quickly identify if a student property is not going to be a good fit for their program. So if you have vacant units, reach out to Vector Travel and have them do a free, no obligation assessment to determine if enrolling your vacant units in their program will be beneficial. Go to VectorStays.com forward slash SHI. Fill out a quick form to receive more information. You will also get the first month service fee waived by going to that specific landing page. Again, that's VectorStays.com forward slash SHI. Welcome to the Student Housing Insight Podcast, where we are putting you in touch with the people who bring student housing to life. I'm your host, Wesley Dees, and man, <laughs> it has been a minute. Yes, we have not put out a podcast since July 1st. Uh, some of you guys may know the reason behind it. Um, typically, we go on hiatus in, in July and early August because everyone is just too busy with turn to listen to a podcast, <laughs> or at least a, a student housing podcast. But that's not the only reason for the hiatus. While you guys were busting your butts with maybe the toughest turn you will ever deal with, and yes, I've heard some of the nightmare stories from from this year with uh, labor shortages and all those type of things. Um, While you were dealing with that, I was in the hospital battling COVID and pneumonia. Yes, this uh, this crazy um, Delta variant got a hold of me this summer and uh has uh caused a lot of a lot of issues um for those of you that were aware of it and sent me text messages and emails and cards and goodie baskets thank you um and thank you for your prayers and your thoughts um for those that were not aware i came back from austin texas Back on July 15th, after attending the Interface Conference, a few days later, I felt like I had the flu. I took one of those at-home antigen tests and got the two-line positive result that I was 
dreading, um, but it was no no big surprise based on how I was feeling. The second test was also positive. <laughs> and 10 days later, I went to the ER because my, my oxygen levels were, were dropping. Um, 18 hours after that, I was admitted into the hospital. 15 days later, I was finally discharged. Uh, it was bad, guys. I, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Uh, fortunately, I never had to go on a ventilator. Uh, I've been recovering at home. Uh, since being discharged, uh, the first couple of weeks back was like having to learn to walk again. I know that's probably laughable for those that have actually had to learn how to walk again, but that's what it felt like. And, um, you know, I lost, I lost 30 pounds during that stay. And, um, or really from the beginning of, of, um, when I got sick. So I was in most of that, you know, was, was muscle. So I was still very weak when I came home. Uh, I was dealing with neuropathy or the COVID toes that it's uh, commonly described and uh, brain fog, man, it, it's, it was a beast, but I'm finally feeling well and, and, and really getting back into the swing of things. Uh, so many of you that, that were aware have asked me a lot of questions and originally I was going to spend some time answering them. Um, however, over the past week or so, the increase, uh, politicization, politicization, um, of, of the vaccine has really changed my mind about discussing it on this podcast. If you've got questions, shoot me an email. Uh, Wes at studenthouseandinsight.com. I'm happy to answer them privately. That email goes directly to me. It's not, yeah, no one else is going to look at it. Um, I will answer one question that I received, which was, how did this experience change me? You know, I'll say, um, obviously, when you're facing your own mortality, you think about what you could have done differently and what you promise God you will do differently if you recover. For me, it became clear that I've got to focus on my health. Before going into the hospital, I was, I was the heaviest I've ever been in my life. Um, back in February, I was diagnosed with hypertension. I was a perfect target, not only for COVID, but cancer, diabetes, heart attack, a stroke. So that's what's changing with me. I, I prioritized work and practically everything above my health for the past decade, maybe two decades, definitely the past decade and a half. It's amazing now having kids. Um, I'm not blaming my kids for my health, but it, it just definitely took a backseat. Yeah. I think if you've got kids, you've definitely, you've probably definitely experienced that, or maybe you experienced the opposite and you got really, got really focused on your health, but that's, uh, that's what's changing with me. And, um, we're, we're now prioritizing health kind of, a, I don't want to say above everything else, but it's taken a, it's taken a front seat for sure. So, um, so that, that's, that's my answer to that. It, again, I want to thank all of you guys that have kept me and my family in your prayers. Uh, thanks for the, for the care packages that were sent. Uh, it, it meant a lot. And, uh, and I could definitely 
could definitely feel those prayers, could feel those good vibes that were being sent. And I just, I can't express enough how much that meant. So that's why there has not been any new content since, since the beginning of July. I also had to back out of going to apartmentalize in Chicago uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, which was a bummer because I was going to be on a panel. Uh, and uh, yeah, hate that we weren't able to to do that. But so yeah, it yeah it is what it is, and yeah, there will always be another conference. But anyway, we've got a ton of content that we've been working on that's going to be going out shortly. Um, we have our from the top episode that is uh, should be coming out in the next week or so. That's actually the podcast that I recorded at Interface with three CEOs of some top companies in our industry: uh, Alex O'Brien from Cardinal Group, Donna Price from the Price Company, Lauren King from uh, from Trinitas, uh, and it was a it was a fantastic conversation that we got to have. Really, kind of focused on talking to the site level employees about the things they need to be thinking about as it relates to this industry. So property managers, maintenance supervisors, this is one that you don't want to miss. And it'll be coming out in video form as well. So um, so be looking for that. We've also got one coming up uh, with the folks from NMHC. That conference is coming up, their annual conference, which is in Huntington Beach in, in October. And so we talked to those guys a little bit about that, as well as what's been going on with the eviction moratorium now that that has expired. And uh, I talked a little bit about some other legislation and tax policy that is affecting the the multifamily and, and student housing world. So that's coming out. And then we've also got actually a webinar that's coming up. I'm sure we'll probably put it out in podcast form, too. But it's actually going to be discussing NIL. If you don't know what NIL is, stands for Name, Image, and Likeness. And back on July 1st, there was, uh, there was a change with NCAA laws, protocols. I'm, I'm not exactly sure what you would name it. But starting on July 1st, college athletes can now uh, receive money for, from companies and whoever. Uh, related to the use of their name, image, and likeness. So there's just been a ton of questions um, that I've received. Uh, actually, when we were at Interface, I ended up doing a roundtable to, to discuss this topic and got even more questions <laughs> and, and things that we haven't even thought about. And we said, you know what, we need to put together a, a webinar on this because a lot of you guys obviously being housing providers and, you know, we've, we've all kind of strive to create relationships with the athletic department and the different coaches. And, you know, it's kind of a feather in our cap to, you know, have a team that's living on our property or, or whatever. And so now this really kind of opens some things up. You know, you guys have been doing a lot of things with influencers. Um, this is like influencers on steroids to, to a certain degree. So, there's a lot of things from a, a legal standpoint that need to be considered. Um, I know that sounds really boring, but <laughs> um, it's different from state to state. And a lot of states don't have any rules on it right now. So it's a little bit of wild, wild west. There's 
financial reporting that has to go into it. And, you know, most of all, you just want to keep your nose clean. And you also want to keep the nose clean of the, of the athlete that maybe you may be working with as well to make sure that everything's on the up and up. So that's what we're going to be discussing. We're also going to be discussing some use cases within the student housing realm. So, so be looking for that. The best way you can get that information is going to be at our website and signing up for the SHI community. You just go to studenthousinginsight.com in the upper left-hand corner. Click on the login button. And uh, if you haven't registered before, just go through the registration process. It's just your name and email. That way, when we send out announcements on, on those webinars, you will get notification of that. So um, but that's going to be coming up here just in the next few weeks. So be be on the lookout for that. And we'll make sure to repeat it on on the other podcasts that come out between now and then. Well, guys, there is a new student housing podcast, and I've got to tell you, it's complete fire. I love it. (laughs) It's called Coffee and Late Fees, and the producer and host is Darlene Christensen, and she's the general manager with Campus Advantage. Here's a clip from her first episode. Introductions are in order, so take a quick listen to this. Welcome to Coffee and Late Fees, a podcast where we talk about student housing but like actually talk about student housing. You know, the stuff we want to vent about, scream about, ask about, and celebrate. I keep it as real as it gets, as unfiltered as my mama made me. Here, there is no room for judgment and no time for any BS. Join me every week for a quick five to 10 minute episode. You can listen while your morning coffee brews, on your way to work, or while you're ordering your lunch. Sit back, laugh, and let's get real. I'm your host, Darlene Christensen, and if there's two things I'm good at, it's making a mean cup of coffee and posting some late fees. I love it. Coffee and late fees launched on June 20th, and Darlene's already put out 10 episodes covering topics like late fees, obviously, (laughs) cannabis, turn, leasing, post-turn, and gratitude. And here's what I love about it. The episodes are only five to 10 minutes. They're very tactful. She is very helpful and she just gets it. And I love her perspective. So guys, welcome to our special guest co-host for this episode, Darlene Christensen. How are you doing, Darlene? I'm doing good. I'm so excited. I'm super excited. Uh, excited to be on this podcast? Or Yes, 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 <laughs> excited yes. Excited I'm to so talk excited. about your podcast. Both. I'm excited <laughs> to talk about your podcast. So, uh, yeah, I was, uh, you know, just kind of looking around, like maybe sometime back in July, I guess it was, and I just, you know, your your podcast came up. Um, there's only been like really two student housing podcasts, obviously as SHI, and then um, <coughs> Capstone puts one together as well, but uh, a little bit more geared towards you know the on campus P3 stuff, but. Uh, so when I saw, when I saw yours, I was like, Oh, what's this about? <laughs> and, uh, I just absolutely loved it. And of course called you and, and said, Hey, we gotta, we gotta collaborate on something. And, and just like I said, love your perspective, love how you put it together and want to make sure everybody knows about it. But, you know, let's, let's start with kind of talking about you. Give us Darlene's story. Let our let our uh, audience know what you're all about, what's your background, 
and how did you kind of intersect with student housing? Yeah. So first, again, thank you for having me on your show. This is Full Circle and I'll talk about that later, I'm sure, but (laughs) a little bit about myself. I was born and raised on the south side of Chicago, and I went to Illinois State University on some scholarships where I initially majored in education. I was going to be a high school teacher, and I later ended up changing my major to communications and public relations, but one could say I've always been passionate about students, so my initial goal was to be a high school teacher, and then I moved to Champaign. Same same here, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone just like falls into student housing. I moved to Champaign, Illinois. I was literally just on Craigslist looking for a job, had no idea what I was going to do with my major or career and came across a leasing agent position where they were going to pay for the leasing license. And if we're going to be 100% honest, I only took the job because it was the first office job that I landed. (laughs) And I feel like a lot of times when you speak to people who work in student housing, they're always like, yeah, I kind of just fell into student housing. And it is the Hotel California of the careers. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great way of putting it. Um, <laughs> so what else? What else do, do we need to know about Darlene's yeah. story into, into student housing? Yeah, so I was fortunate enough to be a national operations specialist in my last position with the last company I was with, and it allowed me to really work at different markets, different with different students from different universities. But all in all, I kind of just honed into the fact that it doesn't matter what market you're in, what university your students go to, you experience student housing the exact same way at the exact same time just as anyone else in the industry. Yeah. Month over month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To a team. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So a lot of travel in that position, I'm sure. Lots of traveling. I lived out of my suitcase. It, how was that? Because I, I get that question all the time. You know, I, I hear from, you know, our, our industry is is young by its mm-hmm. nature just because of, you know, we're working with, you know, with college students and, you know, when, you know, that, that sometimes that plays very well for us because, you know, when a, when a student is a CA and they graduate and they say, Hey, maybe I'll stick with this student housing thing for a little bit, you know, they're, they're ready to get out and see the world. And so a lot of, a lot of those folks want to, to get into some type of traveling position within just a couple of years. Uh, of graduating, I, what what was your experience with that? Was that something that I mean? Obviously, it was something that you appreciated, but was it something that you felt like was going to be a long term long term gig? That's such a great question. I think when I first took the job, my mindset was I could definitely do this long term because everyone wants to travel for work, right? It's we kind of it's a fairy tale to, to think that, oh, I can travel for work. I can see the world and get paid for it. And I remember there was a regional that I worked with once and we were talking about this because one of the leasing managers wanted to join the traveling team. And he made a comment. He said, everyone wants to travel for work until they have to travel for work. And it hadn't hit me just yet. I was still very new in the position. And I was like, well, yeah, because it's awesome. And it was. <laughs> I learned so much. I got to experience a lot of new things that I probably wouldn't have. And it was that part of my career was at the perfect time of my life 
because my husband and I have always had different schedules and I don't see him all the time. He works night shifts. He's off during the week, whereas, you know, office job, you're off during the weekend. So it was perfect. I didn't, I don't have any kids and I got to do it for almost two years. And then it got to the point, you know, post, well, not post COVID because we're still in the thick of COVID, but last fall where I just Yeah, we're definitely in COVID still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, last fall, I had to step back and say, okay, I need to reevaluate where I want to be in my career and what I want to do for my family, et cetera. And so it was at that point where I, I had to step back and say, I need to work locally. But I think that if given the opportunity, everyone should do it. It's a great experience short term. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to the people who do it for, for years, for years. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and I think it's worth me saying this just because, you know, in the, uh, at the beginning and talking about what I experienced with COVID and, you know, the one thing that uh, it just, I really caution people on, you know, buying into a lot of this, uh, what do they call it? Hustle porn or whatever, where, you know, you're, you're constantly kind of edifying this, you know, career life. Like I get it. I've been in that. I've done that, but I just really, you know, after going what I went through this summer, just really caution people to mm -hmm. that. Cause you know, I ignored my health for a long time and, you know, and it was for all the good reasons, right? It was, because of my family, it was to provide for my family and, you know, also just to advance my career. But you just, it, I don't know, I feel, I feel Gen Z is pretty good about creating that balance, but it's, uh, it's definitely, it's definitely something that, you know, I just take it from the old guy in the room. <laughs> you, you got, you got to have some balance, but anyway, so Enough about that. Let's start talking <laughs> about coffee and late fees because I want everybody listening to uh, to your podcast. Give us the inspiration behind it and, and kind of what your vision is for it. Yeah. Well, um, so as stated, I was traveling for work and I was constantly alone. I was on my way to the airport, waiting at the airport, on my way back from the airport, sitting in a hotel room, doing audits on night. I was alone. And I always felt like I needed to connect with someone in the industry. And I mean, truly, the real reason why I'm like so excited about the fact that I'm on this episode is because Student Housing Insight was the inspiration. And I was in <laughs> Kent, Ohio, and I was at a new dev for turn, and I had never done new dev before. And again, I'm feeling alone. I'm feeling isolated. I'm feeling super green. And I just needed to listen to someone or just be listening to a podcast because I always felt like I was around people if I was listening to podcasts in the background. But it, it, I needed it to connect. And so I'm on Spotify. I'm searching student housing, property management, new dev. I'm looking it all up. And I came across student housing insight and it kind of Saw became my bulb, safe huh? haven. Yeah. It, <laughs> it became my, my safe haven. As I was traveling, I would turn it on and listen to it. And I'd be, you know, driving to the site, you're like, yeah, that's right. And so it, it kind of inspired me to use it as a training toolkit. I was on the traveling team, but I was also helping with all the onboarding. And this was like, 
a great way for me to stay connected to new hires. I was like, I will record quick episodes for them so that no one feels isolated. Because again, I was feeling isolated. I was alone all the time. And I wanted my new hires to feel like we were connected, even though we weren't at the same property. And then COVID happened and job changes. And so I never got to really put it into fruition. I get a new job and I'm still listening to Student Housing Insight. And I just think to myself, why don't I just start recording? And I don't have to be diplomatic. I don't have to be professional. I can just be myself. I can just talk about student housing and just be myself and talk about what it is that we're going through. Because like I said earlier, we're all going through the same thing. It doesn't matter what property, what market. It's like clockwork. We're all worried about move-ins and resident events and, you know, the start of leasing and budgets and then the holidays come and it is, it's clockwork. We're all going through the exact same thing. It's nonstop. It's nonstop. And, uh, you know, what, one thing that, uh, you know, we talked about for a while uh, with, you know, some of the co-hosts and that type of thing. Uh, because, you know, it's one thing when you're, when you're traveling and cause we, we do long form. I mean, most everything we do is like an hour long, like, uh, you know, GMs have to be really dedicated <laughs> to, you know, to keep up with what we're doing. Um, when it comes to the podcast and, you know, the, there's a reason we do that for, and there's a lot of different reasons that, that we do it, but, you know, we kept saying, you know, maybe we should do something. Maybe it's even like, and I'd love to hear from people, uh, you know, if you think this is something you would listen to, we would certainly <clears throat> invest some time and, and money into doing it. But like the, the Alexa updates with, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that word. Sorry if <sighs> Alexa canceled. All your devices are like, um, what, what? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, so the, the, you know, Amazon echo devices, um, you know, a lot of people kind of use the echo updates or what, I don't know what it's called, but you can get like briefings, mm-hmm. um, sent to your device. And so we're like, maybe we should do something where, you know, it's a, maybe not a, a daily, but like a weekly 30 second, Hey, this is, the time of the year you need to be thinking about, you know, X, Y, Z, you know, renewals, whatever. And so that's what I love about your format. Uh, you know, it's, it's you like, just like, like I said, really giving tactful, just helpful advice. And, uh, I really appreciate you, you doing that. Cause it's, um, I think anybody that, well, you know, I, our, mission here is make student housing better. So mm-hmm. anything that we do, be it, you know, a, a sponsor that we're looking at or, or that's looking at us or, you know, a webinar or whatever we're going to do, you know, is it something that is, can make student housing better? And honestly, when, uh, you know, I listened to the first few episodes, I binged them and, you know, I could binge six of them and it was the same amount of time. <laughs> Yeah, one of our podcasts and uh it's like yeah this 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 is awesome this is great so thank you so yeah so vision where, where do you think uh what do you think you want to do with it i think it's, that it's bringing the the industry together i think that you know having that background in training and support where i was helping with the onboarding i think that really stems 
and correlates with why my episodes are the way they are. It's like, let's talk about move out coming up. Well, don't forget that to have a spreadsheet for your keys and how you're going to execute these charges and collections, etc. So I think that big picture, that is my goal for this to be a training toolkit that the industry can use, you know, where it's not, here's a newsletter yeah. for everything you should be doing for this month. It's like, did you listen to the podcast this week? That's what we should be working on this week. Don't forget, you know, <laughs> September is right around the corner. And this is when you got to start training your your residents on paying rent on time. This is this is dire time to start training them. Because if you don't do it in September, yeah. boom, it trickles. And so that's really, I guess, my mission is for it to be used and utilized for that as quick reminders for anyone on site. And then for anyone who is on site to know that they're not feeling defeated alone. We're all feeling defeated, but we're all going to get to, we're all going to get to the finish line. Yeah. Well, I love it. I, you know, there's, there's other things I want to collaborate with you on. I'm so excited about it. I'm excited about you just stepping out and committing to it. Cause look, I know it's not easy, you know, and, and, and I'm, you know, doing this full time. Right. And full time along with, with consulting, obviously. And yeah, it's not, it's not easy. I think the biggest, you know, one of the hardest things is just trying to get into the mind of, you know, someone that's currently on site because that's who we're really here to, to serve. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's my experience on site was, you know, almost 20 years ago. So a lot has changed. And so if it wasn't for the fact that I'm actually talking to people on site almost every day, I, I probably, the content would probably really suck. Maybe it does suck. I don't know. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, so it is, it's fantastic hearing um, from you, you know, someone that's got the perspective of, you know, being that operations manager and traveling and seeing markets all over the place and, and kind of, you know, be able to have that perspective, but also be in that GM seat every day and, you know, knowing what, you know, has got to happen month in, month out. It's, uh, everybody needs to listen to it. Not just other on-site folks. Obviously, if you're, if you're new to student housing, this is a must. And, and I agree with Darlene. It's like a, you know, it's like a, a training packet. So make mm -hmm. sure you subscribe, listen every week. You're doing a good job of putting stuff out every week. I know you missed a couple of weeks during. Yeah. I took a sabbatical. Yeah. <laughs> believe me. Look, last, this is the first episode that I put out since July 1st. So <laughs> um, hey, it's a good one. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wanted it to, uh, I wanted to make sure it was, it was good, but, and we've got some great stuff that are, that's coming down the lawn as well. And in fact, we, you mentioned, you know, trying to go back on site, not just because of, of family and that kind of stuff, but just to give your yourself some balance. And it, it's funny, the part of the conversation that we had in the, um, <clears throat> on the top episode that we recorded at Interface with, with three CEOs, we talked about, there's a lot of folks, especially after a traveling position, they're like, I just want to go back on site. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, um, you know, don't, if you're in that situation and, and you've been traveling and like, don't, don't be afraid to voice that to somebody because we all get it. We've all done that. So. Yeah. And work-life balance is so important. And when you're traveling, it's so 
easy for that to be mushed into like, I think some people like to call it work life. Oh, what's the terminology? It's like where it's like cohesive with one another. It's like one. And it's yeah, like, no, yeah. no, 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 you need, you need balance. Yeah. You need to be able to disconnect sometimes from work. And when you're traveling, that's hard. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I kind of, I, it is, it's more of, you know, being on a seesaw or on a pendulum, right? Like there's going to be seasons where you have to give more, you know, yes. here or there turn being a prime example of it. But if you forget that you've got to give the other part the time, and give it its season. Mm-hmm. That's when you find yourself out of season. Yeah, and and you find yourself being unhealthy. Right, and it's um, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean from a physical stance you're unhealthy. There's you know, obviously from a from a mental health standpoint, you know, there's a, a lot of problems that that can lead to. So, and thanks for speaking about those things too. I know you've got one episode where you talk about that and. It's just, it's so important that, you know, other folks in our industry hear from folks like you that have been through it and can give some good advice. So thanks for that. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think if there's one thing that I'm a strong advocate about and any team that I've ever worked with knows it, it's mental health. And I think that yeah. if there's anything that I could say I'm like the most proud of, it's it's that. It's the fact that team members know that they can come into my office and cry. And then we're going to find a solution to get them either the help that they need or the balance that they need. Or, you know, there's been many times at the start of a turn day, I'm going to call it a turn day, when I make everyone stretch, I make everyone do a breathing (laughs) exercise, because turn is stressful. And so mental health is something that I'm a huge advocate about. And I think it's probably one of the things that I'm most proud of as a leader in any team is that that's what I'm pushing for. So we just came off of turn, as we've mentioned, um, and you just put out an episode about lessons learned this year mm-hmm. and what was different. Um, I wanted to dive into that with you if you still got some time because, yeah, uh, well, <laughs> yeah, I've always told my wife that for the first two weeks of August, I, I will either be at a student property or I'll be in the hospital. And, <laughs> and this turn, I was literally in the hospital from July 29th to August 12th. So I had to completely observe a turn from LinkedIn and Facebook. And and by the way, a big shout out to uh, Marcel Thomas at Be Home Student Living for administering the Student Housing Professionals group on Facebook. If you're not a part of that, make sure that you join it. For those that don't know, that's where everyone goes to talk about their problems at turn, <laughs> <laughs> you know, on their, on their property pages, on their personal pages, on their LinkedIn pages. It's all about how everybody did such of a great job. And it's um, always the successes, uh, you know? It, <laughs> yeah. And, and don't get me wrong. That's, that's what it should be. It's not like you're going to go into that and you're going to go into, you know, into LinkedIn and talked about, even lessons that you learned because <laughs> you, you don't know who may end up getting offended by it. But um, so it was good for me to, to see that because honestly, uh, you know, all the, all the posts um, uh, were, it was like, okay, what, what are the problems? I love learning mm-hmm. about what the problems are and how you guys overcome them. How was turn for you? <laughs> turn was good. Um, Big picture, right? Turn was good. It was it wasn't a bad turn. 
Um, but turn, man. So, so let me ask this. What surprised you? What came out of left field? Was there something you didn't plan for? What surprised me? I surprised me because I was naive to think that I was unstoppable this turn. This was supposed to be like my cookie cutter turn. I was, you know, fully on site. I wasn't You were the traveling. national operations, yeah, operations you know specialist. I mean? <laughs> like there's no, like right. I got this. Right. Like, I survived turn I last like year. Three turns. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> yeah. So I, last year's turn was, was really rough. Um, as I had mentioned to you earlier, the cleaners stopped coming after the second day. So my CAs and I, we were the cleaners. And so I survived that. And so I was like, boom, this turn, I've got everything ready. I've got my sheets printed. My turn board is perfectly and beautifully color coordinated. And everything was going great. And then my cleaning, my cleaners started to lose staff. They went from 20 cleaners to 12 cleaners, to 10 cleaners, to two people on their staff. And, Ooh. you know, when you're, yeah, when you go from like 20 to 12 and they're like, you know, we're still, we're still trying to find more people. You're hopeful. And you're like, okay, yeah, you're still hitting your 10 a day. You're still doing this. Um, and then we were four days till deadline. And we had to have that rude awakening conversation of, We've been at two people for a couple of days. I can't get anyone to come in. And I had to switch into mm. into pivot mode and find a different company to come in and help us. Four days and they weren't going to work the weekend. They, you know, they were like, we don't pay overtime. We don't pay the weekend. Oh, they won't come in yeah. on the weekends. And so I think what caught me off left field was not thinking that the current job force that's affecting all industries thinking that it wasn't going to affect yeah. me in my turn and so that surprised me um and, and it's not just yeah and it's not just it, you know because everybody's made you know kind of the argument they can stay at home and make just as much money as you know working some type of part-time job especially and and so i get that and it expires in september we'll see if it gets you know pushed out but it's um but the other thing is you're talking about cleaning apartments yeah, in a pandemic. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, that's, that's tough. So you were able to get the other group in or? Yeah. So I think like you said, right, at the end of the day, turn is turn. So if it, if it meant that I was going to be cleaning till three or four in the morning, the night before moving, I was going to do it. I've done it. I've done that before. No problem. But yes, thankfully I, um, and still, I have some good relationships with some other managers in my market and their turn had just ended and they were like, you know, you can use our cleaning company, we'll refer them. And they were happy to come on board because awesome. they thought their turn was over. So now they get four additional days for more money. And so they jumped on board and they they got us to the finish line. And so even though the callbacks were rough and you know, I'm my sparkle walks were really rough compared to my original crew that I have had since, you know, <laughs> the first of August, we got to the finish line. And that regardless of the fact that it was, you know, a moment to have to pivot and think fast, we got to the finish line. I was proud of our team to have gotten to the finish line. And I keep thinking back, like if I wouldn't have found that cleaning company, we, I don't know if we would have made it, you know, with our heads high 
as the yeah. way we did. So thankful. Um, but yeah, definitely. I didn't, I didn't think that it would, it would happen. It was going so smooth at the beginning of turn. It was supposed to be my perfect yeah. turn. Yeah. That's <laughs> that. I, and that's, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, we did a whole webinar series and, you know, kind of, I'd like to say talking, but honestly it was predicting what was going to happen for, you know, fall 2020. And, uh, but you know, when we started talking about turn and I was like, you know, I really hope that, you know, people in the industry, um, especially at the site level, look at about, look at what they're about to have to go through. And mm-hmm. I know it's scary and, uh, you know, it's, it, it's going to, it's not going to be easy, but you're going to have something uh, on your, you know, a notch in your belt or what, however you want to, you know, feather in your hat or whatever, uh, you know, is the, is the right thing to say. It, it's going to be something that is going to set you apart from everybody you know, from all, all of us old folks in the industry that, you know, <laughs> never had to deal with a pandemic. Right. And it, it's something that's going to give folks that are, that are, you know, working through this, it's going to give them an experience and, and some things that, you know, like you said, when it comes to pivoting, that is going to set them apart from everybody else. And so uh, it sounds like, uh, sounds like this is not going to be something that's going to, affect you again (laughs) well and if it does i'll be ready (laughs) yeah yeah so uh, tell me a little bit you know what what's the kind of the post-turn process that you go through with with your staff on talking about those type of issues yeah so i am a huge listener and the day of moving so after all of our movements i made everyone sit in a circle and my team is very open we had a very open dialogue we always do. So it was like, what worked and what didn't work? Give me your honest, true feedback. So you let me not hurt my feelings. Let me ask you, do you like take them out to dinner and have that conversation? Is it, you know, after the last move in's done, it's like, okay, everybody come in and like, kind of tell me what the process is. Yeah. Yeah. No. So if I would have said, let's go to dinner, everyone would have laughed, right? Because everyone's tired. They were like, I'm ready to go home. <laughs> so we waited until the last move-ins. We got all of our carts ready. I had everyone start, you know, going into the office. Um, we broke everything down, you know, the balloons, the arches, et cetera. And then people were just trickling back into the office and, you know, doors are locked. It's now our time to just breathe and <laughs> exhale. And yeah. then... That's when it was like, okay, let's talk about today. And, you know, everyone's tired. Turns over, you know, it was a, but it's, it's always fresh a in their mind. But it's That's exactly, the thing about it. exactly. And so, like, you got to get them to say it now because two, three weeks later, they might not remember that they were frustrated because someone didn't communicate that the carts were going to be in so and so closet, et cetera. And so it was like, okay, yeah, every single person. We're going to go one by one and we're going to talk about what frustrated each of us today. And so typically I start my meetings off with my highs and then I hit the lows. And I was very tactful in in my approach that we were going to start with our lows and then we were going to hit our highs. And I made sure that I didn't speak. 
I didn't get defensive. I didn't give explanations as to why certain things were done a certain way. I needed to hear from them what was frustrating because I could come up with a process and it makes perfect sense. And at the end of the day, if it frustrated you, whatever, right? We got, we got, we got it done. But no, that's not really how it works is I need to know if this process on paper works, but it's going to make someone frustrated. Then I need to, I need to reevaluate that process and find a new way to do this or make them feel adequate and like they have the resources. So we go through and every single person goes over their frustrations. And then afterwards, I make everyone then say, what were you most proud of today? And so that's move-in day. And then, of course, I ended with some that's great you know, inspirational quote. And I make everyone stretch and shake it off. And then <laughs> <laughs> one week post-turn. So I sent out the survey today, actually. I create a anonymous Google form where it doesn't require their email. It doesn't require their name. But I break down turn into different timelines. So my first one is the day before trash out day. What worked? What didn't work? Um, trash out day. What worked? What didn't work? What could have made us more efficient? Turn. So and I and I specify August first through August eighteenth. What worked? What didn't work? What frustrated you? Um, who empowered you? Ah, oh, good question. What moment? Were you, are you most proud of? And then I ask the last two timelines. It's the day before turn. What could we have done to have been better prepared? And then move in day. What process didn't work for you? What was your happiest moment on move in day? And then again, um, who helped you during your most like biggest frustration during turn? And so I break down turn into these different time ranges because they, they really are. And then I have them give me their unsolicited, unsolicited, or not unsolicited. I can make them give me all of their feedback and just be honest. And they know it's anonymous and I read it and I, I evaluate, right? And I know that there's a podcast episode that you have where your guest speaker states, your failures do not define you. Your failures help refine you. And I have not stopped saying that to myself since then. And I think that now, this turn, I've truly taken that and modeled it because I want them to feel comfortable to say, you know what? That email you sent out, it was crap. It made the phones blow up. We should have worded it things differently. We should have added <laughs> X, Y, and Z. I want to hear that because I can't lead a team blindsided, Right. And think that everything's jolly and everything's great. Exactly. And then my team's hating every moment of it. So I think that's what makes you a good a good, per, a good leader is we're always learning. We're always evolving. We're communicating. We're listening. We're listening. Yeah. Um, and proactively trying to better our teams with their feedback because they're the ones working alongside you. So um, that's my post-turn process. Yeah. And it, again, it harbors that open dialogue and that comfortableness of my team to be able to say today sucked you know and it's like okay why did today suck yeah yeah. and how do we make it better so that tomorrow doesn't suck yeah that is a a wonderful process and just a great way of going about it and 
if you're listening to this and you're like, oh shoot, I should have done that. It's not. <laughs> it's too not late. too late. This is reason <laughs> is reason I put Darlene on this week because she she shared a little bit of this with me, and I was like, yeah, we need to we need to talk about that because you know I, I I've obviously followed the the podcast enough to know that you're a process person, mm-hmm. and um and I completely get that and respect that. Um, I think you're on a whole nother level than what I am. Stop <laughs> and it. And so it's uh no, I'm serious. Um and so um yeah, thanks for thanks for sharing that. Um and and thanks for being Darlene because it sounds like your team has got um you know uh, not just wonderful leadership, but it sounds like they've got a, a really uh, trust in each other as well mm-hmm. that you know they can they can be honest and and uh, hold each other accountable when they need to be and so that's awesome yeah 100 percent. well darlene i I've, I've kept you long enough um, I, I know i know this isn't this isn't one of your podcasts so i took the liberty <laughs> of, of my of five minutes on here for a while <laughs> um but in, anything else you want to share with with our audience um no i think I think if there's anything that you take from this episode or anything that you take from anything that I've said, it's just accept the fact that you're always learning and we don't have all the answers. Even if you're the GM, even if you're the CEO, you don't have all the answers. And you we have to be able to listen to our team and even if we don't agree with them, truly sit back and listen because they're the ones helping you get to the finish line. And that makes a good leader. It's not someone who knows everything. It's someone who understands that they don't know everything and that they're willing to work alongside people because you're you're not in a room. What's the saying? You want to be in a room where you're not the smartest person. And even as a GM or even as top tier of any company, yeah. you don't want to be the smartest person in the room and you have to want to learn from others. So if there's anything that you take from this, um, which – I love listening to student housing insight ones because I'm always like, oh, that's a good liner. Um, I don't have a good one liner, um, but it's that. It's just listen and be willing to learn and evolve always. Always, always. Well, guys, again, the name of the podcast is Coffee and Leafies. I listen to it on Spotify. Um, mm-hmm. I'm assuming you've got it posted on all the all the podcast channels that are out there. Yeah. So go, I just search coffee and late fees. I think it's finally in my subscribe feed that it tells me. Yes. It alerts me when a new one comes up. <laughs> so, Mission accomplished. Um, so make sure that you, yeah, make sure that you do that. And, uh, you know, I'll just put that this out here for both Darlene and I. Not only subscribe, but if you can make sure you download, because that always helps us when, when we want to feel good about our, ourselves and see the downloads versus we don't get to see a lot of data when it comes to streaming. <laughs> and yeah. I know there's way more people streaming than are downloading because that's what I do. But if you love us, just let us take a little bit of room on your telephone. <laughs> <laughs> it, it helps with the numbers. But anyway, um, so Darlene, that's, that's what they can search to find you. How's the best way if someone wants to reach out and just say, Hey, I really appreciate what you're doing or, Hey, you know, if you need a topic, you know, I'd love to do something on pets or, you know, whatever. Um, what's the, what's a good way for them to contact you? 
Yeah. So people can find me on LinkedIn, Darlene Christensen, or they can go to my website, darlenechristensen.com, and you can send me a message there um, or on LinkedIn. So I accept and um, welcome anyone who wants to send me any feedback. Um, I love feedback, so. Well, great. Well, guys, that completes our episode today. Darlene, thanks so much for um, giving us some time and because I know you're you're super busy and this is probably taking time away from your hobby. So um, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll let you go. But folks, make sure that you join the SHI community. You can do that by going to our website. In the upper right-hand corner, you'll see a, a login button and just go there. And if you haven't registered before just register that's how you can get the the most up-to-date information from us when we do send something out we're not going to litter your inbox and um (laughs) send out a lot of stuff that you don't care about um we do let you know where we're going to have webinars like we're going to have on the new name image and license for college athletes we're going to send you notices when we have any type of live events uh we'll send you notices just recapping some things that it may have been on a podcast or something. So, so that's going to be that, but you also get insight into our form, which I'm going to be honest. I'm, I'm, we're going to, we're going to do an overhaul of it uh, coming up this fall because it's, uh, I don't know. I think it's Tom, our, my website design person has come up with some, some good ideas and we're going to, we're going to, kind of give it an overhaul. So make sure that, which may or may not include an app as well. So, so make sure that you're signed up for that so that you can get updates when, when that comes out. Well, Darlene, thanks again. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Have a good night. And I hope you start feeling better. I'm feeling a little better every day. Good. Good. All right. Take care guys. (laughs) 